Hey guys, and welcome back to Confused AF with your host, Sarah. How's everyone doing today? I just wanted to catch you all up with my favorite song of the last few weeks. I know I'm really late on this, but you guys, Bukhar by Nafis. Damn, am I so late, but this song will hit your feels. Anyway, on today's episode, we're going to talk about something a little serious, but um, I'm going to have two special guests to join me, and we're all going to talk about this stuff going on in the news. And that's also why I've been MIA, guys, because, like, I've been taking time to reflect and, you know, just the news has really gotten to me. Anyway, we're going to discuss this. So I have Sophia with me and Natasha. Hi. Hey, everyone. So... How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. I'm doing great. Uh, just a lot of heavy stuff going on right now. So heart's heavy, but we're just kind of breezing through life in quarantine. Okay, so I wanted to um, ask you guys, like, your opinion on what's been happening in the news lately. And, like, you know, how have you been handling it? Because I know for me it's been really hard. But I've been reposting and signing petitions and all of that stuff. And I hope you guys are all doing the same because I know that all lives matter, but at this point in time, black lives do matter and they have always mattered. And um, yeah, police brutality is something that we've always kind of neglected and we realize how much money goes into this and how I'm, I'm so glad that all these protests and everything, we got the police officers arrested and we were all able to come together and, you know, uh, fight for this cause. Yeah, honestly, um social media has been a blessing in disguise i would say that um a lot of these things you know it brought upon awareness and now a lot of people know what's going on um for myself i knew about police brutality but i didn't know the extremities of it i didn't know the numbers but now you know the numbers speak for themselves and if anyone is uh not on board with the movement with understanding that black lives matter um and if they're not with it, then, you know, it's pretty easy to understand that they're just ignorant and they're not understanding the facts and they're choosing to be like that. Like in this day and age, after all of the information that you have, if you're still racist, if you're still not open to if you're still neglecting people for the color of their skin, there's clearly something wrong with you. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's. It, it was a lot because, you know, you're stuck in quarantine. There's a lot of things going on. You're already you know feeling different types of emotions we're in the middle of a pandemic and then you know you're seeing all of these killings you're seeing innocent people die you're seeing their families and all of these testimonies and it really does strike a chord um so for for i can speak for myself um and i would say that you know i've been doing a lot of donations i've been reading up on a lot educating myself i've been signing petitions reposting spreading awareness and i think it all starts you know with what you do and also the people that you associate with so um in my house in my at workplace i've tried to have open dialogue and conversations and i want people to have this conversation and it's not something to shy away from and it's not something that you you know just ignore and sweep it under the rug it's not like that anymore so have people talk about it have people talk about what they're going through what they're you know how they're feeling and reach out to people that you know that have you know been mistreated and ask them how they're doing if they're doing okay um how are they feeling during all of this because at the end of the day we have to come together to make change happen um it's not a one person thing it's everyone it takes a village so that's that's my opinion yeah i definitely agree with you and um like just reposting 
doesn't do anything. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm glad that everyone's reposting and stuff, so but signing is all uh, signing the petitions is also important because I mean, reposting like after 24 hours is gone. But um, I'm really glad about that Blacked Out Tuesday. I believe it was Black Out Tuesday that we did and June Juneteenth and everything and so and not only that not racism doesn't only exist with like let's say caucasian people or something like that it also exists like for example this podcast within our desi community being dark-skinned is a problem everyone thinks like light skin is beauty and speaking of that i want to talk about something else that pisses me off fair and lovely what do you guys think about Fair and Love? We need to put a ban on that as well. I will put all of these links in my bio. So I understand where people are hating on Fair and Lovely, and I understand the mindset around it. I think the mindset and the concept is something that's so ingrained into brown people's mentality that it's very difficult to stray away from that. Like, they will always think that someone who is fair in color is prettier than someone who is um, a person of color. I don't think there's something wrong with the the cream itself. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a lotion. It's not. It doesn't actually make you fair, and it doesn't make you lovely. Um, but I do agree with the fact that we should stop commercializing it, stop putting it on TV ads, stop having celebrities. You know, they're clearly photoshopped, and they're so white in their yeah. uh, advertisements and they're showing someone who's a normal colored skin person just like an average person and then they're showing them in the the most extreme photoshop version and saying like now they're fair and lovely like i get that that concept is totally bad i don't think that um i think we definitely should stray away from that i think if fair and lovely still wants to continue on as a brand they should definitely kind of rebrand themselves from fair and lovely to just a cream a or a skin lightening a cream or but not even skin lightening cream like if it, it's a lotion so why don't you actually just advertise it as a lotion like why do you have to make it seem like it's going to change the color of your skin because yeah. it's really not going to i mean yeah but the only reason that it's so successful is because our asian community wants to has this idea of lovely equals beautiful that's the only reason see but the also the thing is that i see i i completely agree with the fair and lovely should we should get rid of it right but i think that that fair and lovely is right now the target because people don't want to change their mindsets so they're just pointing fingers at a brand and saying it's the brand's fault but the brand is only doing what the people want the consumers have this mindset right they want to have fair and lovely they're the ones that are buying it they're the ones that are looking for it um they do they're the ones that have been like that yeah they've endorsed it and it's been going on for generations so the brand is just picking up what the people want the people have to change their mindset you have to consciously make that effort to cast people that are people of color stop people stop if you look at these Pakistani, if you look at the Pakistani industry, you look at the dramas, very seldomly do you see a few girls that are brown and they're mostly yeah. the sisters. And they're usually or beautiful and like... The main character will have these long black hair. She'll be fair. She'll be, you know, those rosy lips and the rosy cheeks. Um, you have to change that. You have to cast more people that are you, representative, representative of, of the country. I mean, if you look at Pakistan Same and the reason why, exactly. But if you look at Pakistan, the reason why people think about why people are brown. Why? Because for generations, you know, the sun 
It has the sun. It's the melanin in your skin. It is not someone's fault. They're not trying. They don't get born and they don't pick a color if they want to be white yeah. or brown. Mm-hmm. So, so it goes back to isn't just it's a, yeah. black or white and it's not. It's a mindset. So rooted in every culture. Yeah. The fact that we think that we judge people skin- on literally the color of their skin, which is absolutely like if you actually bring it down to just that term it's the color of someone's skin you reject someone because she's too dark or you don't want what is it called somebody is that what i mean yeah Yeah. or something like that i mean if you think even if uh if you like can't judge a book based on its cover you know if you think about it it's like all these songs are written about like oh gori oh gora Oh, but what is that? What, you know, what, like, what does Gora even mean? Like, does that yeah. mean smarter? Does it mean like they're not going to be, they're not going to have problems? They're so perfect. I think in 2020, everyone really needs to understand that beauty standards are so different. And it's not just this fair skin, black hair, colored eyes. Or for white people, it's not fair skin, blue eyes, blonde yeah. hair. Like, that's not the idea of beauty. Everyone has different beauty standards for. And everyone you know, is beautiful in their, in own, their way. own way. I think a lot of time, like, I think the makeup community, you know, they get a lot of hate. The beauty industry does get a lot of hate. But at the same time, because That's of it, diverse, it I actually believe. has been the most diverse. The most people of color have been getting recognized. Lenore, Dress Your Face, Tamana Roshan, Laiba Zed. They like all, all yeah, they bring awareness to and it. And representation. Like, you don't see the, this representation in TV shows. You or don't. Like, for example, I mean, now they're starting to slowly Yeah, even in Hollywood, in, if you before. see, now they're starting to do it. And now like that... Priyanka Chopra, um, that's only because of Nick Jonas, What's this but. new show? Um, What's this new show that's... Um, that just came on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That, what never Have I Ever. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, Never Have I Ever. Never, never have, have I Ever. I something Mindy, like Mindy that. And it doesn't mean not every brown person so has just an because, accent. Yeah, just because you casted a brown girl doesn't mean, like, you did it justice. Um, uh, you, with you an make, accent and making it. Yeah, like, you make the side chick a brown girl. Or you give this, like, Jasmine Aladdin fa- fantasy to it and make it seem like, oh, my God, like, exotic. Like, no, I mean, we're just normal people. Normal just like people guys, have just... normal accents. We can have, we don't have to have a brown accent every yeah. single time. The dad doesn't have to be like this mechanic or IT or person a or a taxi driver. You know, I, I think those are things that are just the stereotypes are just so deep rooted. Um, and it's not only just like Pakistan, it's like Bollywood as well. Like, Bollywood keeps casting people that are so unrealistic that don't represent everyone they just find like the most beautiful person Jacqueline Fernandez like I love Jacqueline Fernandez but she's not even Indian um what do you call it Deepika Padukone took a lot of struggles because she was tall and a little bit darker but she's beautiful and she did amazing who else but at the same time you have people like Vidya Balan and um Kangana Ronet which people Everyone is like, oh, but she's not like she doesn't define Bollywood or she doesn't look like a star. Like what makes somebody look like a star and what makes them not look like a star? Isn't it based on their talent and what they bring to the table and how they act and how they, you know, when they're acting in a movie, it's like the story is so compelling. Their acting is so. They don't have to be like your idea of beauty. Right. Something. But like so many people I hear, oh, Vidya Balan. Yeah, but I don't want to watch that movie. It has Vidya Balan in it. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, like, you, mean? you prefer to watch a flop movie with, with, a, flop with a flop actress or actor, but Just you won't like white or but you won't watch a movie like Kahani or um, 
Vicky donor because it has like somebody you're not familiar with that was in this industry. Um, you know, they didn't grow up in it. They don't have star parents. And that's why that movie's not good enough. Speaking of that, you guys, of, uh, um, we have like some sad stuff we wanted to talk about, like speaking of Bollywood and all of that nepotism and, you know, Shashant Singh Rajput. I bet you guys heard the news about that. And it's, it's actually heartbreaking because I've been watching him since um, I watched uh, that Indian drama. So I've been seeing him for years before he joined Bollywood. And his movies were amazing. So like when I'm reading about all of this, it actually shocks me. And ne- that's like something mental health, not only mental health, but nepotism and everything else. There's so many deep-rooted stuff in our culture that we don't, we fail to discuss. Like Shushat Singh Rajput, maybe he's not the definition of beauty for the other actors. He's not no Varun Dhawan. Like, I love Varun Dhawan, but Varun Dhawan became who he is because of his father and because he's good looking. But what about Shushant, who worked his way up and he was uh, rejected by all the actors? I also think that another thing that we really need to focus on more than looks, more than all of this other stuff, is mental health. Like, how. How scary was it that the fact that someone who acts their entire life has millions of followers, millions of followers, still felt so alone and was unhappy? Like, if you now you go back into you watch interviews and then you see the sadness in his eyes, but people who were with him, people who were on the interview, um, you couldn't see that stuff. You you totally neglected it, and it it really opens your eyes up to people who are around you. If someone you know, everyone's guilty of that. If some person continuously says, I feel depressed, I feel sad, you, you, it takes a toll on you personally, right? So you don't want to be around that kind of energy all the time. But at the same time, you want to be open to hearing them out, helping them get the right resources to help them, and not just kind of like let them be and say like, they're annoying, they're always so sad. It's like, I don't like being around that. Like you want to try to get them out of their environment, out of their head and, you know, do other things with them because it's really scary that you know you can be right next to somebody and then they can still feel so alone and have feel like they're they have nobody to talk to so i would really tell the audience that if you know somebody especially who, in quarantine where you're stuck with your thoughts literally yeah um i would definitely say i would encourage to reach out text it's really i mean nowadays it's really not that hard pick up the phone just text the person say i was thinking of you how are you let's get on the phone let's chat let's you know there's so many ways to just go about it and really try and make an effort because you don't know maybe that one text can change so many yeah and um if any of you are struggling with depression like reach out you could always reach out to me on instagram or anybody and just life is beautiful and you guys are worth it and don't let anyone affect your decisions but not only mental health, but the fact that the industry actually bullied him. Like, people we look up to, like, Karan Johar, like, I loved his movies, but after reading what he actually, how he treats actors and pits them against each other, like, I was watching his interview with Sonam, asking him, which actor do you think doesn't have proper English? And she she said Kangana Ranawat or something like that, like, she at that time Gangna was 24 years old like she was just starting off in the industry and now she has better English than Sonam and not only that Sonam Kapoor also said what did she say she was like uh they asked him about uh celebrities and she was like Shashant who like instead of saying like oh I haven't heard of the name or like being professional she thinks she's better than any- everyone else like 
this is the kind of celebrities we look up to and we uh, watch their movies and support them. Like Garan Johar, all his movies, like, we're all huge fans of, but do we know how rude he is to the people in the industry and pits them against each other on, the, on his talk show? It's basically like he gets views and he gets money, but at the same time, the celebrities that are on the show are put in an awkward situation and the people that they talk about, their ratings get messed up because of because they've been mentioned on the Garden Joker show. So, I mean, I know he's getting a lot of hate for it, for the show altogether. Salman so Khan, too, he shunned literally Shashant from all his movies or something like that. But why? I don't know. Maybe because the Shashant had I potential. I think that... Sushant was not a suicide. I think it was uh, foul play, but that's conspiracy a, theory. That's podcast episode, I guess, so we can kind of decipher that. But um, I just think that the Bollywood industry—it's all glitz and glamour on the outside, but on the inside, it's actually very toxic. If you actually look and you hear interviews, it's crazy how some of these celebrities all live in the same area, all work in the same industry, but they're not friends with each other. They haven't Don't actually, invite each other to they, their parties, yeah, they, discriminate. they don't know each other personally. It's kind of crazy. Like, if I was in the industry, I would try to talk to everybody because yeah. we're all kind of in the same boat, right? Yeah, but and help each other, but it's don't. like... And it's weird. Um, you know, honestly, I think that the Pakistani industry, they're also they're all, the their same. own type of messed up, but I still think that there's a little bit more unity in there. You think so? I, I don't I know. Think, I think the Pakistani industry also no, is I dying think, to be in Bollywood. I think industry, the industry altogether, yes. But the recent celebrities, a lot of them are friends with each other. A lot of them do go out together. But they're they, also the big stars. Like, the little stars, do they hang out with each other? You think so? I mean... I've seen some pictures because I do watch a lot of the stuff and like I've seen pictures and like they do support each other where they can. They don't put them th- each other down as much as the Bollywood industry does. Mm-hmm. Like there's very seldomly will you hear a comment or two on an interview, but most the cases like they opt out on having those conversations or it's more about them, less about other people. Like they're very conceited, that's mm-hmm. for sure. They love themselves, but it's not like putting other people down. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'm just giving them too much credit. And what do you think about the stars that work their way up compared to the stars whose fathers just, like, Well, then that them... goes into nepotism, right? And I think that nepotism isn't only doesn't exist in the Bollywood industry. I mean, it exists everywhere. It a exists doctor everywhere. will have a doctor's kid. Like... Exactly. A lawyer will have a lawyer's kid, and they'll always get the easier way. I think that hard work at the end of the day... But those kids should it. still not think they're better than everyone else. Well, like... that's a mindset thing, and you can't p- change people's minds. True. That's just how their upbringing was, right? If they were, their upbringing was that they're spoiled brats and they've always been given everything with the silver spoon, they're not going to think that they're, anyone else is better than them. Yeah. But it's mostly the people that struggle and their upbringing has been very humble. Those are Wait, the did you guys see Sonam's tweet yesterday about Happy Father's Day? She was like, Happy Father's Day. I know my dad is, gave me everything, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad person or something like that. She like did this whole tweet. Everyone was roasting her. I think when you have to go out of your way to say that I'm not a bad person because of this, this, and this, because a lot of kids, if you see, there are some good cases of people who have, you know, come from people uh, who are really big in the industry, but they're still very humble people. Yeah. Like, for example, Sophia, who comes from power and stuff, but still is grounded. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough question. I think Alia Bhatt. I think she's friendly. I think Sara Ali Khan to a certain extent. Like, she actually acknowledges 
that she does have it better. Like, I was watching one of her interviews, and she does acknowledge the fact that she does have it better than, as in, like, good because of coming from her father, her mom, who was also in the industry, and her stepmom side of the family. She acknowledges that yeah. she has that advantage. I also saw, um, I was watching some interview about Varun Dhawan, and they were saying that when he came on set, he was actually a very kind person on and off the set, um, and he was trying to make conversation with people. So, I mean, he's, you can also see the people that, you know, get their big hits from straight off the bat, there kind of gets to their head. But if you see some of the um, celebrities that come from power, but they're still like struggling, struggling, you can tell like they're not, you know, they're they're still trying to make their way. Uh, Sarah Khan is a good example because you know she does come from a really big family, but her movies have been a little wishy-washy. Um, and if what about watch- Sanakshi Sinau? Didn't she used to be like fat, and then she kind of like? Do you think she's is she full of ego? Well, she deactivated her Twitter because she couldn't handle the criticism. Really? Yeah. I didn't know her about Twitter that. handle has been deactivated. Um, or was it Instagram? But, yeah, she did that because she couldn't take it. And um, and it's one thing, like you said, to acknowledge that you do have an advantage, but mm-hmm. you're still, you know, like a humble person. Or you have it good, but at the same time, you're also full of shit. Oh, um, Shraddha Kapoor. She's, she comes from power? I didn't know that. Yeah. She does. Not as much compared to the others. Yeah, but she also is, like, she comes from it, but she was, she's, uh, a good person. On um, and off set. On and off set, yeah. Okay, that just reminds me, guys, since we're on the spill the tea wagon, I bet you all heard about the Cyrus Rose drama. Oh my god, you guys, I'm so hurt because I actually really like Syrah. I thought they both were the cutest and they were together for a really long time and stuff. So that's crazy. What do you guys have to say about that? Honestly, my viewpoint is that I think that they did what's best for their family. I think that they did what's best best for themselves. Really think about it and the fact that you know, in a country and in an area where divorce is really not that big of, like, you know, People don't openly do it. They'd rather stay together for image because they're, you know, popular. They, you know, they were the it couple. They could have gone that route and just been miserable, but stayed together. You don't think Sadaf is a homewrecker? But I think that at the same time, like, they did the right thing for themselves, for their kid. Um, and then once the divorce was final, then they went ahead and her, him and Sadaf got married. We don't know the logistics behind whether they met after, met, whether they met before, whether that was the reason why they got a divorce. And honestly, it's their personal matter. I really do think that sometimes um, audiences and I think people in general are too involved in celebrities' personal life and they kind of uh, don't realize that at the, behind another screen is also another human who has feelings. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind when you're trolling and you're hating um, that at the end of the day, it's their personal life their, and all of this stuff is going on. So really, they, we can't be sitting on the other side and saying this person's this and this person's that because we don't know. So that's my point of view on it. Well, I agree to a certain extent what Natasha's saying, but at the same time, it is pretty evident 
they did break up or their marriage comes to an end and a month and a half later he's getting married and he's shacking up with another that's woman that's not our business and that happens all the time yeah but in real life, if, do you but if you're gonna tell records? me during so you're telling me during quarantine and ramadan they found each other they met up and then yeah. they're like you know what let's get married you know right away time, baby girl like no that's not it but i do respect her for handling it with so yeah, much grace did. Um, it's pretty obvious with his pathetic apology and how he's saying people should let people live the, what he had to get, like the, he had to tell people, oh, I had to, I did this decision or whatever. Like if you have to give, um, a reasoning to your followers, or why you did what you did, then yeah. obviously you feel a little bit guilty and on the inside. sending that letter to his daughter, who's like five, she can't even read. What is she going to understand? Like 20 years down the line, she's going to be like, oh yeah, my daddy defended himself. I do think that uh, Syrah had, uh, has a lot of grace, and she, she carried does. herself with a lot of class. And she realized that, you know, maybe once a cheater is always a cheater, or he's not the man that would see it through with her. So she took the high road and she saw herself out of a situation um she didn't decide to stay together because they had a child and um and i think props to her because she will she deserves better she will find better and homewreckers and cheaters deserve each other dude homewreckers what's happening though why are why girls why are you even why would you want to be with a married man if he could do it to his wife he could do it to you isn't that so messed up I think it's just like some people just have some people are just like messed up in the head and they think it's like a they chase. They have a power. And they think it's like a cool thrill. Um, and then once they're in it, they don't realize how much damage they've done. And they just think that, oh, this was just a game for me, but it wasn't a game for other people. And it was actually their livelihood. So I think there's a special place in hell for girls that like to um, instigate and, you know, ruin relationships, whether someone's married or if they're in a relationship. If you know someone's taken, then just back the fuck off. And then, you know, yeah. And then eventually if they break off, then you can, you know, you know, try. But... You don't have to be the shoulder to cry on for the guy if he's going through something. You can just back off. Uh, you don't have to, you know, n you know that they're with somebody. You don't have to DM them and tell them how cute they look in the black kurta. You can just back off. Yeah. You know, you don't really need to do all of that because anything, honey, sweetie, lovely poo, whatever the if fuck you are. If you cheat on her, he'll cheat on you. Yeah. Um, and anyway, boo-boo, you just look desperate and you look dumb and pathetic. So it's better off just staying the hell away. Um, and, you know, good thing comes to those who wait. So if you really want him, just freaking wait. Yeah. Wait it out. Wait your yours, turn. Get in line. <laughs> boo. <laughs> So that was interesting. We went from Black Lives Matter to uh, Fair and Lovely to um, all of this drama. But basically, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. But before we close, I just want to mention something. And also in the news, Yemen, you guys, Yemen is starving. Yemen is on the verge of getting like disappearing from the maps. If you can donate to Islamic Relief, because I believe that's one of the ones that really give most of the money to Yemen and it's really helping so donate and sign petitions and let's just all be positive going forward 2020 will be our year all of us will be happy it will and be our year, clearly, because it's been 
a shit show so far. <laughs> but let's just try to get through the year together, people, yeah. with kind hearts, by being positive, and by minding their own business. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Follow me on Confused AF and email me on, at Gmail. Bye.